Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? All right, if this is we're officially in the off season now. No more. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. By the way. Uh, no more. What's up? No more off season stuff going on. May, June, most of July. Two and two and a half. I would say two and a half months off until training camp start. Um, so enjoy your vacations. Enjoy your time off. Uh, and listen to podcasts to prepare for your draft because you're going to do a hundred mock drafts in this time. I finished the show preparations. For the next three months. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, we have a lot of mock drafts. Twelve mock drafts on tap. Holy cow! And I, I love it. So we'll be prepping. You'll be prepping. Home league's gonna. Our home league's gonna have a pick soon. Are we gonna uh, get on that though? For your dynasty leagues, because the only leagues that are slacking in. Relax. Are mostly leagues that you're the in. The draft yeah. ended Saturday. Well, I know, but I'm in two leagues that the draft ended Saturday and we started the draft Sunday. Yeah, that's a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> I literally just did the draft. I'd like, did you? Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, I made like a bunch of trades here. You are you telling me 101 for CD Lamb was a bad bad deal? No, I, I, I didn't see the the whole trade, and then I was like kind of thinking about it. It's not a bad deal. I just like I know if I had the 101. I would, I'd want to keep it. I wouldn't want uh, you. It's more of our opinions, I guess, on Lamb because you're just in love with CD Lamb. But I don't. I think right now the way the Dynasty community views Bihan, bro, I feel like you could have gotten maybe even more. Could have made a pitch for Chase. You might have had to give up more than the one one, but uh, yeah. Who has Chase? I don't know. Or I'd Jefferson, a, but you wouldn't a, have gotten. I love Jefferson. a share of Chase right now, according to the. ECR dynasty rankings on fantasy pro CD lamb is number yep. three. So three overall either. Yeah. Three overall. Holy um, cow. I will say that I'm excited because, uh, I used two of my picks to, uh, build the receiving core and I, I'm going to, I'm shooting for Jordan Addison. How many picks do you have? I had three first round picks, the one 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 Oh four and the one Oh seven. I used the one Oh seven to get Debo and I used uh. the one Oh one to get, CD Lamb, and so now I have, and I traded back the 104 to the 105 in that same deal. So now I have the 105, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use it to get Jordan Addison or trade for another wide receiver. Fair enough. So I got I started with Sky Moore and George Pickens. The 107 for Debo is a great trade. That was a great trade. What was it? Uh, Sky Moore and George Pickens were my starting wide receivers, and now I got CD Lamb and Debo. Yeah. No, you made out good. Miles I just, I don't know, man. Bihan to me is like he's like the new treasure. He let me is, see what the, but you know let me what? See what? I the feel calculator like, I says. feel like the numbers, like as soon as you draft him, oh, they're even, bro. His value four points to fifty five. His value decreases as soon as you draft him. He's That's like, not what this says. He's like a okay, maybe not. <laughs> whatever. But CD Land does win by one. I'm point. rebuilding. CD Land wins. 
I'm rebuilding this dynasty team. Right, I had right. to get. I'm just saying. Wide I would want a Bihan share. My only. That's all goal. I'm saying. It would have been great to have a Bihan share. You know, it would have been great. But I, I, I gotta go receivers. I had to be smart. If I kept the one one, do you know who I was taking? Who? Jackson Smith and Jigba. No, you wouldn't have. I would have taken over Bihan. Over Bihan. You serious? This is a non-super flex league, by the way, guys. Yes. Dude, what? Really? Anyway. I could do a whole. I could do. A whole I don't even think they're freaking our, close. I could do a whole podcast on our dynasty teams. Just yeah, we could working working. Well, on you, so so this list I'm looking at yeah. non quarterbacks standard league. They have Jamar Chase is the number one value for all players. Sorry, Jefferson is number one. Chase is number two. CD Lamb is number three, and one point behind him is Bihan at number four. Oh, so I get. So I guess you you know I guess that's fair though. Yeah, yeah, you know, hey, it's how it flies. Pick your poison. Yeah. Um, okay, so this show, now that you had a nice intro of us <laughs> yelling at each other about Dynasty, um, is going to be about the NFL draft that happened this weekend. A lot yep. of fun things happening. It was a fun Thursday night, um, fun Friday, fun Saturday. I do watch the Saturday draft, even though I got roasted by many people. Why, why do I get – why does my personal family have to roast me for – watching day three of the NFL draft. I mean, that's that's where the magic happens. You know, 72% of players in the NFL get drafted there. Yeah, dude, I I would have watched it, but I was working. Yeah, so today we are going to try to recap everything that happened that relates to fantasy football and all the players that got drafted. And, and we'll give you we'll give you a winner or loser grade based on that uh, that draft selection. We're going to try to break this down into two shows. Um, so we won't talk about every single player. We're not going to go through every single round either. Probably going to be like we'll, we'll hit on the sixth, seventh round, but most of it's going to be rounds one, two, three, and four. So we can talk about the first two rounds on this episode, move three, four next episode, and then quickly run through fifth, sixth, and seventh in that show as well. Um, so... Well, further ado, you ready to you ready to hop into this? I probably let's should, do it. I should probably introduce you know the the normal stuff. Uh, check out our website, fansjimmies.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below. Um, all right, so let's get chatting about this because I I've been waiting. The NFL draft is like. Yep. It's a lot of fun. Um, yep. Last year, we had A.J. Brown get traded. I would actually say this draft was boring compared to last year's draft. It was. Um, but we did get an exciting top 10 because we got quarterbacks taken, which is what everyone comes here some for. Some trades, too. Houston trading up from 12 to 3. Um, so hopefully you have those details because my brain doesn't have those details. <laughs> but last year, A.J. Brown was traded. This year, we did not have an in-draft tra- in trade of a massive player. Um, if I was a betting man, I would have said DeAndre Hopkins, who currently still plays for the the Cardinals and, and their GM kind of said he's not going anywhere. So very Makes so much money. Makes <laughs> you're like, oh, we got to save this money. Uh, so that's very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets cut. If he does, he'll probably go to Buffalo or Kansas City. Um, but 
yeah, so we'll see what happens with D-Hop if he ends up moving at all. Um, there is an interesting pick in the second round that I want to hit on that might lead to a trade of a certain player. Ooh. So we'll save that for the end of the show. A little spoiler if you want to stick around. Uh, but anyway, let's let's talk about let's talk about a few players. Um, the first couple picks, I guess, we don't. I wish I writ, written down our projections for where quarterbacks were going to go. I think yeah. I think I got two right. Oh, I think I got two right. I think I did too, actually. Because you said Stroud to the Houston. I did. And then you said, did you say Levis to Tennessee or Minnesota? I I said one of those teams would get a big quarterback. That's what I tweeted. Not Stroud, not Stroud. A, um, Levis. To Minnesota yeah. or to Tennessee? Or to Tennessee. I didn't say Levis specifically. I said one of those two teams would get a big quarterback. I also said Stroud would go two and Bison would go one. Uh, the only one I... I guess I thought Levis was going to go to the Colts at four because that's what everyone was saying. But oh, okay, that's right. Wrong about that. Um, but anyway, so let's talk about some of these quarterbacks at the top of the class. So um, that first pick, one hundred and one, Panthers yep. take Bryce Young. Kind of anticipated, as you could sense throughout the day on Friday on Thursday, uh, uh-huh. he was going to be the the first pick overall. Um, it uh-huh. kind of got solidified the week, you know, the week of the draft. A lot of people yep. thought Stroud would be in there. You know, Levis was getting talked into that spot. Richardson even. So, like, you know, it was always going to be Bryce Young. They make these decisions way ahead of time. They probably gave him the playbook and had they knew like meetings a month ago yeah, that it was going to be Young. They knew they were taking Young. Um, so at so, least a couple weeks ago. You know, uh, I would say with Frank Reich and some of the pieces that they already have there in Carolina, they don't have a lot of weapons in the receiving core. So I think in the future, that's going to come um, in the second round. We'll talk they about it. They did, they <laughs> did draft, um, but they also have Miles Sanders and they have some other pieces that they can play with. But I think going to play for Frank Reich is a great situation for Bryce young. Um, you know, it was funny because I was watching NFL network and they interviewed um after the draft going into day two, they interviewed Frank Reich after the game. They said a year ago, if we had told you, you know, when you signed Matt Ryan and the Colts were looking for a quarterback, if I had told you that you'd be coaching the Panthers right now and have the number overall pick Bryce young on your football team, and you wouldn't have to worry about quarterback anymore, which, what would you have said? And he said, that's unbelievable. (laughs) So, um, he is, I think he's happy with his quarterback. I think, this sure. is a really this is a winner landing spot for Bryce Young. Doesn't change. He, Bryce Young for me in Dynasty Superflex leagues is the is the one on one still. So, and the number one. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Um, uh, most of the drafts I've seen so far, including both of the drafts I'm in, mm-hmm. Bryce Young was the one hundred three. Yeah, idiots. Um, this so is, that's just people pivoting. Yeah, well, it's it is super interesting. Um, and I would love him at that spot. I think Carolina is a great landing spot as well. Not to go too much into Bryce Young because we got a lot of guys to talk about. Yep. But uh, you you didn't one guy that you didn't mention that I think is also good for Young is uh, Josh McCown, who a lot of people were rumored about him getting an OC job or even a head coaching job. Like Houston, I think interviewed him for a head coach, mm-hmm. and he decided to go to Carolina to be the quarterbacks coach. So that coaching room on the offensive side of the ball is Frank Wright, Josh McCown. Uh, I forget who their OC is, but I know he's pretty decent. So they have a good foundational coaching room there they might not have great receivers um but they at least have depth at that position 
Um, their O-line is not the worst in the league. Their first-round pick last year was a left tackle. So they have some pieces on that offensive line. So it's not it's not a bad landing spot overall, and I think I would agree with you. As much as I love Bihan and as much as everyone does, and he's the consensus number one overall pick, but for both of us, I think in Dynasty Superflex leagues, we're both taking Bryce Young one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. Which is a hot take, by the way. I, I don't know why. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, winner or loser for Bryce Young, I say winner. Winner. Okay. Uh, like Rick said, uh, the two, the second overall pick uh, with Houston, there were rumors, rumors upon uh-huh. rumors, that they were going to um, trade this pick back and somebody else would take Stroud and that they wouldn't take a quarterback here. They end up taking Stroud anyway at the 1-2 and then subsequently yep. trade for the 103. <laughs> And uh, and get Will Anderson. So very that shows a uh, indecisive drafting room. Yeah, yeah. But um, so C.J. Stroud gets taken to Houston, and this is where I thought he was going to go to um Indianapolis. Uh-huh. Uh, and so obviously he does not. He goes to Houston. I, I probably should have prepared myself a little bit more for this Houston draft selection. Cause I didn't really think he was going to get drafted by Houston. I thought they were going to go for the Caleb Williams stuff, but, um, I, I don't really love it. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like I, yeah. the Texans they didn't, they, yeah. they got rid of Brandon cooks, right? Correct. They have no receivers. They have a lot of receivers. Doesn't mean they're good no. ones. Yes. Yeah. They, well, yeah, <laughs> Um, they have Damian Pierce as their running back who's decent. They have no offensive line. Um, not really a good football team. So, and Stroud. Their offensive line is uh, actually probably. they Because they have Tunsil. Uh, was it Laramie yeah. Tunsil? They don't perform like um, that, though. And they, they drafted a lot of guards, too. Oh, okay. So, they, so the, the offensive line is not bad. but And Damian Pierce isn't bad. But, yeah, the receivers are. Gross. It's actually honestly, it's kind of similar to Carolina. I would say mm-hmm. the only difference is Carolina's coaching staff. I think is better and more. I mean, I know everyone loves D'Amico Ryan's, but he's a defensive coach. Yeah. So he's going to a defensive coach with kind of a weak receiver room. I agree with you. I don't love the landing spot. I still like the player C.J. Stroud. I'm still taking him, but he's yeah. a guy I've also seen fall. He's he actually went in the 105 so in the super flex. Who's league. going 102? Yeah, I missed that. Um, in Superflex, yeah, it's uh well. So in the leagues that I've been in, and we'll talk about these guys, but the the top three picks have been it, Bihan number one, Richardson number two, Bryce Young number three, okay. and Stroud is either four or five. I I thought we were making the assumption that Stroud was at that two slot, yeah, so that's nope, why I'm kind of surprised. Nope. All yeah, right, he's he's fallen because I would and say I think my... that's a good value. Yeah. But I do agree. I, I would say it's a loser landing spot. Houston does have – so they drafted a couple guys. They have uh, – and again, we'll talk about some of these guys. They did draft Tank Dell, who I like. Um, they have John Mechie coming back after not playing last year, mm-hmm. who I like. They have Nico Collins. Uh, they signed Robert Woods. So they have a bunch of kind of middlers. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how it plays out. But uh, I would say it's a loser landing spot, but I'm not out on the player. It doesn't mean I'm out on the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're if you're drafting CJ Stroud in a a dynasty mm-hmm. league, 
I actually think he's one of the best values because if you can get him at the 105, you're getting a... Anticipating year one production out of him is is a strong hope. Right. So, But I was going to say, if CJ Streb was getting drafted over Bryce Young after the landing spot, like... I would have been, been like, what, what are you people doing? Yeah, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. So, yeah, it makes, it makes sense where that situation is going. But it makes it even more stupid. Stealing yeah. candy from a baby. Um, So, yeah, Houston, I would say not – I'm, I'm not going to say it's a loser landing spot, but I think it's it, – yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a winner. <laughs> I don't think it's a winner. I think it's median. We're just talking about the purely the landing spot. I think if there's a chance, like, just player-wise, Richardson probably has the highest – chance of busting but i think yes. stroud because of landing spot has uh he increased his odds to bust of being a bust yeah. yeah and like if he had landed with the colts i think that would have maybe made me feel a lot more yeah his floor would be really really high his as floor a prospect would be really if he high the as a prospect if he went to the colts so um Anyway, third pick off the board, uh, third offensive player off the board was Anthony Richardson, 104 to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, yep. This was the first shock of the draft. Um, yep. You know, Stroud well, Will was Anderson like a, kind of was too, but uh, Will Anderson. Well, yes, but uh, in Texans terms of thing, in terms of not knowing, like as soon as that trade happened, it was Will Anderson. That's um, true. That's true. So, like uh, this pick right here was the first time where we were like, whoa. Yep. Whoa, because everyone has been saying Will Levis to the Colts for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yep. And so Anthony Richardson to the Colts. And I, I said this weeks ago. I said that Richardson had a shot to go to the Colts because who coaches that team? Yeah. Nick Steichen. Uh, yep. Who was the of offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles last year. Is it Nick's or is it Steve? I don't know. Steve Steichen. Uh, Shane Steichen. Oh Shane, it's Shane. It's a Shane. I don't know. Sorry. It's Shane. Sorry, yeah. coach of the Colts. <laughs> but he was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles last year. Yep. Put together this offense with um yep. is it And he was the offensive coordinator for the Chargers the year Herbert broke out. So this is a great a spot for Anthony Richardson. I don't yeah. know who's gonna play quarterback for them this year if they plan Gardner on Minshew. throwing yeah, Gardner Minshew, throwing Richardson out there and having him play or having somebody play in, in his place. And then I think at some point in the season, he will play. Yeah. I don't he think will. it's going to be, I don't, sure. I don't know that it's going to be week one. He could earn the job though. Great landing spot for him. He has a coach that knows how to deal with, you know, quarterbacks who like to run all over the field. They're yep. going to have all kinds of designed runs for him. Like they did for Jalen hurts. Yep. This team has Jonathan Taylor. They have Anthony Richardson. I don't know if they're going to win any football games, but you're sure as hell know what they're going to do when you line up against them on Sunday. Raven South. the ball. <laughs> Raven South. Um, yeah. And, and I, think, I mean, there's some good receivers on that team too. Michael Pittman. There's a reason why if you want to play it safe, C.J. Stroud should be the second quarterback off the board in the Superflex League. If you yep. want to play it. Hit a home run. Hit a home run and get year one production. Or well, sooner just, production honestly, than everyone else. If all these guys work out, all three of these quarterbacks work out. Anthony Richardson's probably who's going to be the best quarterback in fantasy. It's, it's going to be Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Richardson because he rushes. Right, exactly. So I I get why people. T- I actually moved him up my board too, uh, ahead of Stroud. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't take him over Young or even Behan. I have him as my one hundred three, but I understand the hype because mm-hmm. this is the best landing spot to me for a quarterback. Um, and I actually Chris Ballard. Dude, it's funny the the Pat McAfee show is really so much clout now. Mm-hmm. They had GMs join their show live after they made the pick. 
and Chris Ballard was one of them. And he was, they were talking about Anthony Richardson. And they said, this was our guy for weeks. We were really hoping um, we, that we wouldn't have to move up and we held to our guns and he fell to us. And he was talking about yep. um, the coach too and how he coached. So you were dead on about this. He was talking about Jalen Hurts and his development. He was talking about Justin Herbert and his development. And he said, we got a guy who has an unlimited ceiling who's going to a coach who knows how to coach quarterbacks. They said they, and they felt really great about it. And I, and that's how I would feel too. Like if I was a Colts fan, I'd love to pick because Anthony Richardson to me has a 50, 50 shot of being good or being a bust, but this would be the best landing spot for all the teams that needed a quarterback to, to work out for. So yeah. if he works out in this league, or if he doesn't work out in this league, it's not going to be because Just of the get, landing spot. So this is a this is a home run landing. Get spot. ready for CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson twice a year. Yeah, that'll be fun, so. and potentially Will Levis too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude, and all battle. three that entire freaking yeah. division. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's go through some more guys. Um, so, uh, Behan Robinson, he was projected to go anywhere between eight and twelve. Um, I uh-huh. would say average on the mock drafters. Uh, or yep. average on all the mock drafts was around nine or ten, so it makes sense that he goes here. I think the team that took him probably was feeling like Philly might take him, or um, another cow Dallas might yep. jump up and try to take him. So I feel like they were like, okay, we're gonna get Behan. Huge draft capital for a player. Um, wasn't yep. Saquon? What was he five when he was Saquon drafted? was second overall. <laughs> Giants are so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Bihan is the highest running back to be drafted since Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Um, he's ridiculous. We all know what it is. Uh, he's going to get work for Atlanta. I don't think this landing spot is great for him because, like, if he went to the Eagles, all like the the the, the hype already for Bihan is ridiculous. If he went to the Eagles, it would be through the roof or Dallas or anyone else. So, mm-hmm. to me, I look at Bihan and I'm like, this landing spot actually probably for me hurt his value just a little bit um, okay. because there's not, he's going to get the rock 1 million times. Like we're talking Derek Henry 400 times a year kind of production yeah. for kind of workload. <laughs> uh, so he's going to be a top 10 running back in fantasy football this year. Gonna, this uh-huh. is not like a, maybe it's, he's gonna yeah, he's, be a top he's, 10 he's, redraft. When we say he's a first round pick. Yes. Yes. He probably is going to be. I would take him in the first round. Um, So he's going to be that. But I think if he he had the potential to be like RB1 year one. Yes, yeah, right, right, year one. (laughs) Yeah. So I look at Bihan and I think, you know, the landing spot for him, not great with Atlanta because Atlanta, you know, they're going to run the ball. They're going to give him a lot of opportunities, but their quarterback sucks. Their offensive line sucks. Well, their offensive line section. Yeah. Here we go again. Their guards are good. Whatever. They still don't. They have they have the uh, highest paying guard in the league. That's fine. They still don't have a great offensive line. Okay, all right. I I disagree with that. That's why I actually I actually like the landing spot. Now it's not as good as Philly. You're right. I think Philly would have been There's the ideal spot. Even Dallas, yeah, might maybe. Um, but I had been saying for the whole offseason that the best one of the best landing spots for running back would be the Atlanta because. Mm-hmm. Um, that team runs the ball a ridiculous amount. You're right. He's going to get like Derrick Henry level carries. Um, and yes, the offense isn't great, but the opportunity to be the guy right away is there for Atlanta and they have pieces. I know you don't like their offensive line, but their interior offensive line at least is pretty good. 
which matters more for running back than tackles. Yeah. Um, so that's a good thing. They have the pieces there offensively. They just don't have a quarterback. And Arthur Smith comes from Tennessee. He came from the Derrick Henry offense. We've seen what they've used with Cordell Patterson and Tyrell Algier. They're going to give him the rock 300-plus times year one. He's going to be a true workhorse. There's not many in the league like that. Um, so I do like the landing spot. Because, like, Dallas has a better offense, but would he have gotten 350 touches year one? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think they would use Tony Pollard and mix it up. Even Philadelphia, you could make the argument if he went to Philly, yeah. he might not get all those touches because it's Philly and they'll use Kenneth Gainwell and mix it around a little bit. Um, with Atlanta, to me, I think he's going to get 300-plus touches year one. He'll be an RB1 year one. Um and he he's going to make even a case for being a top five running back year one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's a winner landing spot. I, I th- it could have been better. You know what? To be honest with you, uh, any spot for him would have been a winner because he was going to get the workload regardless. He's a top twelve running. Uh, back. I mean, if he went to like the Colts or the Jets or something. Well, yes, of course. Uh, the what, Seahawks. Rick, Rick, Rick. Do you really? Do you really? Are you really nervous? If Bihan went to the Jets, would you be near? Like, was that like a Jonathan Taylor? Yes, I'd be like, what the hell? But like, Brees Hall coming off an ACL. Uh, I know you love him, but I, like, Bihan is way better uh, than Brees Hall. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I like Brees Hall. I mean, coming off an ACL, yeah, you would. Um, but anyway, all right, let's talk about some other guys. Another shock pick, Jameer Gibbs, 112. Um, we do have to get moving, so I don't even know if we're going to finish the second round. We're just in the first, though, I guess. We'll just talk about that. We, we spent too much time on the top um, guys. But Jameer Gibbs is the biggest shock, I think, yep. of the first round because I was like sitting there and like Anthony Richardson, sure. I was like, whoa. First shock. Massive overall. shock wave. The freaking- Especially for a team that had two good running backs. Hey, Lions, you're, <laughs> you're really not that dumb, are you? Are you? I, and then they keep like I want to root for you. You make me want to root for you, and then you do this. Yeah. I don't understand. Now I will say, not a bad landing spot. Montgomery's gonna play the Jamal Williams. Not even. Yeah. I don't think he can play that role because he's not a similar running back. But he's going yeah. to get the rock. They're gonna try to like in in pound it's, in yeah. in inside runs and goal mm-hmm. line situations is probably going to be. Uh, uh, David Montgomery, but yeah. Jameer Gibbs comes in this situation. Now, at first, I was like, "What the hell?" Right? Like, is this it's Swift and Gibbs, and like, what are we gonna do? They're going to utilize Jameer Gibbs similar to how uh, um, New Orleans utilized Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. I know I bring that up on the show all the time, but right? But they actually will. <laughs> they actually will do this. Yep. So everyone talked about Jameer Gibbs. His comp was 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 Alvin Kamara. That's what he is going to be for the for the Detroit Lions, and so I expect two hundred to two hundred twenty five carries for for David Montgomery. Um, I expect him to score touchdowns. I expect him to be in those situations. Jameer Gibbs is probably going to reach one seventy five to one ninety in terms of mm-hmm. rushing attempts, but he's going to get a heck of a lot of pass catching work, especially with that uh, non cannon of an arm from Jared Goff, <laughs> Mister um, Dumpoff, Mister Dumpoff over there. So great spot for Jameer Gibbs. He's a top twelve pick at running back as well, so he's a guy that I would I would suggest is going to finish at minimum top fifteen. Yeah. So this guy, if you if you're not really in on drafting Behan and redraft leagues in the first round, this is a guy that I would look at in the second round. Um, 
as a potential uh, fall in terms of rookies. And, and I would take him anywhere in the second round if you could. Um, I think that's where he's ultimately going to end up going because of the draft capital. But like he was drafted 12 to a football team that likes to run the ball and likes to dump it off. Like that's clear victory for Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, for sure. And I didn't mention this with, um, with Bihan, but yeah. I will just quickly guys who are running backs in the last 10 years who were drafted in the top 10, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, uh, Leonard Fournette, which is probably the worst of the group. Um, and I think there's one more guy in there who was a top 10 pick. No, I think that's it. So, but of those list of guys, they were all like top five running backs at some point in their careers. And uh, Bihan is probably going to be that guy. And I think Gibbs being at number 12 falls right outside of that category. And you're right. The landing spot is um, at first it was disgusting. Uh, and I still don't like the pick for the Lions, but it's better with Swift out of the picture, and he, he's going to play that Alvin Kamara role. I like the player. He's a pass-catching running back. Um, he'll probably be – I mean, remember how we did a super – like a way-too-early 23 redraft mock draft or like our projected first and second round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were some like question marks about some guys being there. Yeah. Um, I think Gibbs and Robinson will go in the first and second round probably in redraft because of just how high they went. Um, or maybe Gibbs is maybe a third rounder, but I th- I could see him being like a second round pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like like I said, I just gave up the bag of what I would do. Yeah, it's cheaper, <laughs> cheaper right. than than Bihan. So no, anyway. that's fair. Um, all right, then we got a flurry of wide receivers. So not an offensive player wasn't taken for eight more picks. A lot of defensive four guys. straight receivers though. Four straight receivers, very interesting. Kind of how they were scouted, right? Like 20, they were, they were... 21, 22, 23. Yeah, exactly how they were scouted. Like we didn't really. JSN felt like the clear one, but it felt like you could have mixed and matched with any of these four guys. Yeah. Um. So you have JSN first, Quentin yep. Johnston second, yep. Zay Flowers third and then Jordan Addison fourth so that like Rick and I actually had Quentin Johnston as our second best receiver for a little bit um Mm -hmm. in our pre-draft rankings and then before the draft we actually swapped Zay and Johnston um but really interesting selection I was convinced before the draft that the only wide receiver taken in the first round was going to be JSN but there ended Mm -hmm. up being four guys it's a weak class of wide receivers too so like there's a very real chance. You remember the Henry Ruggs draft where it was like Rieger Ruggs, like this that was Jefferson though too. Jefferson was in there too. Was he a second round pick or a first? He was a first. Yeah, it'll probably be the Vikings again because they're just stealing. It was like the same spot too. I think it was like twenty first. But so like, like, like there's a good chance that some of these guys could just absolutely crap the bed and not be good, and then there's a chance that some of these guys could be really good. I love JSN. Um, yeah. But let's talk a little bit about how some of these guys fit in. So JSM sure. was drafted 120 to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, uh, I don't like this. I, 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 I hate, hate this spot. That like, I was like, so out of much. all places, like I would have, oh. I would have rather the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Vikings. Like I would have way rather yep. those teams. Patriots had an opportunity twice. I would have rather that spot over Seattle. I, I see him kind of as like a Tyler Lockett replacement. Yeah. Um. It sucks year one. <laughs> yes, it sucks year one. So, like, if you're drafting JSN as number one wide receiver, because he's still my number one wide receiver at this point, at this moment, um, some of these other guys do shift around a little bit. But yeah, uh, 
it's going to take a little bit of, like you're going to have to buy them and it's going to take a little bit of time and it might be one two years down the road that you finally get the production from jsn um which is what dynasty is all about you draft these guys for the future so um <laughs> yeah yeah but he could he could make an impact year one as as, yeah, he as could. a slot receiver because they they do like to put locket outside so i mean they could do that but um i just think his, his ceiling for year one is decreased. not yeah as high as it could have been but yeah i don't mm-hmm. like the spot dynasty with receivers these guys are going to be in the league for yep. like 10 years yep so spot doesn't matter so he's still my wide receiver one as well but it's just a gross landing spot man and i i, I will say like he was the clear wide receiver one now to me i think it it's debatable i he's still the wide receiver one but it, the gap between him and the rest of the group mm-hmm. closes for me yeah yeah definitely um which always happens when you're talking about the draft there's always a guy that's like you know I, I actually, I this complete side note, I find it funny every single year, specifically with the running back position, where a guy that everyone's in love with absolutely yeah. just falls off the, Sean Tucker, uh, falls off yeah. the draft board, yeah. and then everyone's trying to be like, oh, undrafted free agent, he go into this team, he's going to get opportunity, I'm like, he's an undrafted free agent, dude, yeah. like, don't get it's don't over. get yourself all it's over it's just give up. <laughs> it's like they get them they get themselves all lathered up with these. You say that rookies. Sean Tucker's gonna get you know, signed on the practice squad and get Robinson. twenty touchdowns. Uh, but no, so it's like, uh, but like they get themselves all lathered up about these rookies, the wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, and then they just yeah. you know some of them like last year the quarterback specifically everyone was all friggin' ready to go with these guys and none of them got taken high, besides yep. Kenny Pickett, and it's like. You know, that killed everything post-draft. So you're looking at this situation this year. Obviously, um, some of these wide receiver landing spots are really weird. Um, but the next pick, which I don't understand. I, I don't get this in the slightest. Exactly get it, it either. It kind of makes sense slightly. It does a little bit. It does but a little it also bit. Is... It's also like, what the hell? So <laughs> Quentin Johnston goes to the Chargers. Yeah. I, in my mind, what do we, what do we say... What did we say about Quentin Johnston? Like, what was his what was his biggest problem? He, uh, he plays, plays small. small. He plays small. You know who else kind of plays small and in the slot? Keenan Allen. Yeah. You know who else is n- not really wanting to be on the Chargers anymore? Who? Keenan Allen. He's kind of an old man. He's kind of an old man, too. He's 31. Right. Um, at first, I saw this pick, and and both of our reaction was they already have this guy. His name is Mike Williams, but totally different players. I don't think he's going to play Mike Williams' role. I he's think not. they're going to put he him can't. in the slot. Yeah, the only so that's the thing is like the only compare like as at first that's what I thought, but the only comparable between Mike Williams and Quentin Johnston is their size. Yeah, but they play totally different. Mike Williams is exactly what Quentin Johnston's not. He's a jump ball guy. He's a one-on-one contested catch guy. He high points the ball, all that stuff. Quentin Johnston's a big guy who plays small. But to me, that's why, like, if the Chargers were going to draft a receiver, I thought it was going to be like a Zay Flowers. Yeah. Like somebody who's who's a true slot guy who's shifty and can complement Mike Williams really well. But if you think about it, Quentin Johnston's kind of that guy. He's just a big version of it. So I, I do kind of get the pick but it's kind of weird. Overall, though, I do like the landing spot because yeah, he's about yeah. to be with Justin Herbert for the next five years. Yeah, so, so uh, I'm 
it, to me, it depends on, like, I'll really like the pick if Keenan Allen gets moved or he they probably won't, him. but he's, yeah, I don't, he, it's like the Lockett thing. Like, yeah. And there's a chance he's out before Lockett is. Like, I think Keenan Allen might be off the Chargers, if not before the year. I think he'll play me. this year, but probably share, next year. I have a share of Quentin Johnston and no draft. I mean, I have a share of um, Keenan Allen and no draft selections, and I really oh, don't boy. know what to do with him. <laughs> I traded Mike Williams for him. So, uh, yeah. the future wise, that does not look good. Uh, I got to go figure out receiver now. <laughs> I still got AJ Brown, though, so we're good. Um, but no, I, I yeah, I agree. I think I think it's gonna be a, it's kind of a weird landing spot. I think in the long run, it's gonna be good. Um, I think it's gonna be. I think it's actually better than JSN's landing spot. I agree. Um, yes. Justin, oh yeah. For Justin sure. Herbert, for Herbert. sure. For sure. For sure. So. Um, but if if I was a betting man, I'd say Quentin Johnson plays a slot. Um, yeah, I would agree. I think he's. I mean, they might try him on the X at first, just because see what he does. Keenan is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's going to shift around and but he's, end he's up in number, the slot. He's, he's a round one selection, so it's like they're going to use him um, for sure. All right, next wide receiver off the board in that round was Zay Flowers to the Ravens. Um, this is a great slash horrible landing spot because <laughs> this team throws the ball literally 400 times a year, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and so it's like when you talk about target distribution, you know, guys like Mark Andrews are going to get the ball. They're, you know, they Bateman. don't really th- throw it to the running back position. Bateman's going to get the ball probably like Odell. 20 times. You still have Odell, that, you know, not still, but you have Odell there now who's probably going to get like 100-something targets as well so it's like when you talk about target distribution at this point there's only like i would say probably like 60 to 70 targets left for yeah. zay and like i i don't like that so right i i don't think odell will be there for long to be completely honest with I, you. I yeah that's fair or he'll get hurt so there's still yes. some ceiling here for zay flowers yes. but um and i i what what i've seen them have a lot of success with which this is an interesting draft selection because what we've always seen them have a lot of success with is Mark Andrews in those, you know, seam streaks inside, uh-huh. you know, and hitting, hitting, you know, inside the cover two and cover three zones um, on the middle portion of the field. And where does Zay Flowers excel? Those vertical seam streaks in the inside of the field. Um, you, I could totally see him line up into the slot and them utilize him in the same route trees almost as as you as a Mark Andrews. Obviously not in the same way because Mark Andrews is a brick and <laughs> runs people over. But um, but like you could see JSN in that in that role where they take guys up the middle. I saw it last Where's year. Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. Yeah. So um, I don't mind it. You know, it's a team that doesn't really have a lot of receivers. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. um, so it's like he's instantly going to play as at camp the third best receiver. Um, maybe the fourth, second best. Fourth, if you include Andrews. Fourth, if you include Andrews, yeah. But, like, just talking about wide receivers. But it's yeah. the it's the target share that I'm concerned about with, with the Ravens. Yeah, and I think I keep thinking like this, and I'm, I'm like, I feel like they have to throw the ball more, and they will, I think. They do have a new offense coordinator. It's not Greg Roman anymore. Um. They paid Lamar Jackson all this money. Yeah. You pay Odell all this money. You spend a first round pick on a receiver. It feels like they're going to throw the ball more. So that would be a good thing for Flowers. I do think he starts the year off as the wide receiver three, like these other guys. Yeah. But 
these other guys don't also have a tight end who's the number one receiver on the team. So he comes in as to me as the fourth receiving option right. year one, mm-hmm. which is very gross. Um, I think long term though, it could be end up being a, a good landing spot um, because I agree Odell is going to get hurt or not stay there long. Rashad Bateman has had injury histories as well, so he could end up moving up uh, the depth chart. But as of today, with everyone healthy, I do not like the landing spot. Um, I still really like the player, but still draft him. But based on all these landing spots, to me, it's I think he's probably the fourth receiver I draft of these guys in fantasy. I think they go back. Yeah. I still would go back to back to back with them. And he was my wide receiver two pre trap. I think he's probably Same my thing. wide receiver four Same post draft. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. I still would draft him though. You it's know, not like he's off my now board. that they have football teams attached to them. Yeah. It's it's kind of like I, they all of them get a lot closer, but I I do think that like if Odell was not there, say he never signed, I would feel a lot better about this because I would I, feel better. Yeah, I, I, I still know I, like I it's love, the Ravens, the stench of not throwing the ball. Right, but I love this guy. Honestly, is probably a steal in rookie drafts at this point. But yeah, he's yeah. I love, um, I loved Rashad Bateman pre-draft, and then he got drafted by Baltimore, and I was like, golly, dude. So it's like he's yep. the only receiver there, but I do like Zay more as a prospect, believe it or not. Um, wow. So I think there's a chance that he could ascend above Rashad Bateman. And they mm. clearly think that too, based on draft capital. So true. Um, you know, I think they'll probably slot him as the second guy um, behind Odell. That means poor Bateman. At some point, yeah, poor Bateman. Or Odell's the third guy. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is like Odell's going to get hurt, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. All right, let's talk about the next guy. Um, my favorite wide receiver landing spot in the first round and probably in the draft is Jordan Addison to the Vikings. This is uh-huh. gold. This is absolute freaking gold. Uh, he is going to play. Get, get it. Get out. The best slot receiver class we've had in years. Who's going to play slot? Jordan Addison. He's going to take yeah. over for a guy who's actually gone. You know, like we yeah. talk about these other two teams who still have slot receivers. <laughs> Tyler um, Lockett. This Keenan team does Allen. not have a slot receiver. They're like, hey, yeah. you know what? We're going to replace him. Adam Thielen last year, 107 targets. Who's going to take those targets? It's not going to be K.J. Osborne. He had 90 as well, by the way. It's going um, all to Addison. It's all going to Addison. And he is going to have 120, 130 targets this year. Uh, and what happens with Addison is entirely up to how successful he is in the NFL. So love this landing spot. Think it's great. Uh, This guy is now, I would say, ranking these four players, JSN one, Jordan Addison two, Quentin Johnston three, Zay Flowers four. I like it. There you go. I'm not that different. I I like the landing spot as well. Uh, The only thing I will say is like year one and year two, like he's going to have the, I think, best position to succeed immediately. Yeah. But I don't. Do you ever see him being like a true wide receiver one with no. Je- Jefferson on the no, team? No, but when um, when I don't see him as a true wide receiver one to begin with. I look at all of these guys as slot receivers. So That's true. Like, I feel like though JSN maybe one JSN day could can. be a wide yeah, receiver one. Could be. I don't think Jordan Addison will. But like you saw this fantasy football success that yeah oh for sure for a sure. guy like Keenan uh, not Keenan Allen um what the hell's his name Adam Thielen had over yeah. You know, the course of his career, even with and a, a you know Stefan Diggs, 
or yep. a Justin Jefferson. So if, if if Jordan Addison plays that role, he's he's fine. No, I absolutely agree. I for me, I think they're all super close, which is why like I have Zay Flowers at four, but I'm still okay with drafting him there at like it, I've seen him go like 109. Like I think that's still pretty solid value. Um, but I have JSN one. I go Quinton Johnston two, being connected with Herbert. Jordan Addison three, and then Zay Flowers falls to number four. Okay. But I think Addison has might be the best receiver you want. Okay. Uh, we're going to change up how we're going to structure this show. If you were listening for the first five minutes, now you're confused. Um, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, all the rounds we're going to talk about on Thursday show. The day one show. Um, yeah, this is the day one show. Uh, so we'll talk about the rest of them because they'll probably go a heck of a lot faster as we go through um, some of the players. But um, last one we'll talk about on this show and the 10th guy, final guy drafted in the first round in terms of offensive player skill position, mm-hmm. uh, Dalton Kincaid to the Bills. Now, can, can I'm... <sighs> you look upset. This is a good draft selection for the Bills. Kincaid's a good player. Uh, Dynasty... I'd take him. I love it. Because he could be, yeah, he could be really good. He's going to be similar to uh, Cole Beasley. Um, yep. In the slot. He's going to kind of play that role. Uh, yep. With Josh Allen, this could, you know, he could become a really, really good player. Now, um, so it's a great landing spot, obviously. Winner. To everyone who thinks that this guy is going to come out year one, and be a huge success when they have Dawson Knox on the football team already. <laughs> like, please sit down. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I heard somebody on a podcast, just football-wise, talking about the Bills. And they're like, the Bills got better with that draft selection. They're going to be so much harder to defend. And I'm like, when Dalton Kincaid plays in four years. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Uh, I get yeah, it. I, First I round would... pick, he's going to be on the field probably this year. But, like, can we stop? Can we stop? He, These tight ends. I told you with Kyle Pitts. I told you. He had He's a thousand yards. Yes, yeah, he was fine. Couldn't score any touchdowns though. Like I told yeah, you, but, and he was. Like, this guy's on the Bills. This guy's on the Bills. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of guys that get the ball for the Bills, and like Kincaid's gonna be like the fourth on the tree. Um, yeah, year one, year one, I maybe fifth, and like I don't know how much time he's actually gonna play. So like, the, my thing is just like. Rookie tight ends take time to develop. There's going to be a big one this year, I think, because there's so many rookie tight ends like that were really good. So, like, I think there's going yeah. to be a guy. I don't think it's going to be Kincaid. Okay. So, uh, anyway, great great landing spot. I draft him. Um, uh, if he's in the late second round, yep. I'd probably take him there. Um, just... Oh, I took him in the first. You... Okay. I drafted him. So, which shows you my opinion on this guy. <laughs> I uh, He's... He's the best pass catcher. Everything you heard about him going in, he's the best pass catching tight end. Okay. He's basically a big receiver. His, people pre-draft, pre-draft, compared him to Travis Kelsey as like a pure like receiving tight end who, you know, he's he he's not a great blocker, but he's not like a bad blocker. He but he he's more of just a pure receiving tight end. And you put him on the Bills, which throw the ball six hundred fifty times a, a season, yeah. and Josh Allen. Actually, believe it or not, likes a lot of slot guys, and he's gonna play the slot year one. Um, I mean, yeah, Dawson Knox. You're right. I think that the hype for him is a little out of control in terms of year one. Mm-hmm. I think you know Diggs is still the guy. Gabe Davis is still the second guy. 
Dawson Knox is still probably the tight end there. But to me, Dawson Knox is more of a blocking tight end. And if they'd use both guys, again, year one, I don't know. But going forward, it's going to be Dalton Kincaid as the passing tight end um, or the receiving tight end. And to me, after after you get to – I took him at the end of the first round, so it was the last pick of the first round. Yeah. After you get to the 109 in Dynasty, you'll, and you'll see this, unless you want Will Levis, it becomes just an absolute crapshoot. Like it becomes the, the Seahawks running back, who they draft, we'll talk about in the next show. It becomes some of these second and third round running backs that landing in weird spots. It, it's like Hendon Hooker. Like to me, Dalton Kincaid becomes the best player available there. And he has a real chance long-term to be a top three, you know, like this Travis Kelsey, the George Kittle, the Mark Andrews. Like he's going to be, to me, in that category. He has a real shot to be in that category in a couple years. Like, it, And I wouldn't even say year four. I would say like year two or year three. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, year four was strong for me, so I apologize for the strongness. I'm just sick and tired of people getting all lubed up on a player. Yeah, like year one, he's not he's not getting 100 catches. I think, like I think like Knox is probably going, because he he does have a, reper, a repertoire with, um, sure. with Josh Allen, like he's going to at least start the season getting that work. And um and I think they're gonna try to involve Kincaid, but I just don't think this is a this is a long term situation on the offensive side of the ball. Um I, I mean I don't think this is a short term thing for the offensive side of the ball. I think this is a long term play. I don't think they necessarily like Dawson Knox as like a you know, a featured receiving tight end like Rick said. And I think that their solution is to have this guy come in and play, you know, when Dawson when they let Dawson Knox walk or they just change his role. So um I I think thinking that he's going to come out the box as a, you know, as a tight end one is strong. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm not, I'm not drafting him this year <laughs> in redraft. That is. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay. Um, okay. That's, I think we're going to stop there and then we'll talk about round two, three and uh, the rest of these, the rest of these guys eh? uh, yeah. in a later in a later show and Thursday or Friday, whenever it comes out. So there you go. I almost hit the wrong button. There are your NFL draft winners and losers for round one. We're going to talk about two, three, four, and the rest of the rounds on Thursday, Friday, whatever day it comes out. Um, be sure to check that out. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Leave in the comments who your favorite draft selection was. See you later, guys. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.